Hey, this is Dylan Short, host of Locked On Braves, and you're listening to Locked On Yankees. Welcome to the Locked On Yankees podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Stacey Gotsoulias, and I'm the host of Locked On Yankees. You can find us on Twitter at Locked On Yankees, all one word. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Gotts. Please feel free to tweet questions or comments to either account. If you're a new listener, hello and welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. We are recapping a Yankees victory in Baltimore. And there's more COVID-19 nonsense to discuss. But first, you can get Locked On Yankees and all other Locked On podcasts straight to your phone in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Yankees. So last night, the Yankees played the last-minute scheduled game against the Baltimore Orioles in Camden Yards, and they won 7-3. This isn't shocking. The Orioles are not a good team, even though right now I believe they're 2-2 and not in last place in the American League East. Boston is sitting in last place right now in the American League East with a 2-3 record. I digress. The Yankees looked pretty good last night. Aaron Judge hit his first home run of the season, although it barely got out of Camden Yards, which is kind of strange to see from Judge. He usually hits the snot out of the ball, but hey, he got his first home run. Garrett Cole did a good job last night. He kind of fell apart at the end, gave up two runs, but people on Twitter were blaming Michael Kay for that because apparently he he was talking about how good Garrett Cole looked and then... Cole gave up a double and a home run. I wasn't listening to Kay. I was keeping track of the game on my computer. I have my ways. And I just thought it was funny that people were blaming Michael Kay for that. But overall, Cole looked good. Some of his, some of Cole's pitches are just, you see them and you don't understand how a ball does what it does after it leaves his hands. He's just amazing. So It's really nice to know that the Yankees have a true ace on the team and that when they give that ace a large lead, he'll keep it. DJ LeMayhew led off the game with a home run on the second pitch that he saw, so that's his first of the season. And he looked really good last night, considering he was on the COVID list and wasn't in camp right away. But yeah, he looked really good at the plate last night. One thing that was very unusual last night, Glaber Torres, he was 0 for 4. I didn't think he was allowed to do that against the Orioles. He wasn't the only one who had a tough night at the plate. Gary Sanchez was 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. Gary, where are you? And Brett Gardner was 0 for 4 with four strikeouts. Torres only had one strikeout, and he did work a walk. So it wasn't a completely lost night at the plate for Torres, but Sanchez and Gardner are not looking good. Maybe it's just taking longer for them to get their timing at the plate. 
I'm not ready to bury either one of them. It's still really early, although with this truncated season, it's already, or for most teams, they're already a tenth through the season, which is scary to think about, but, you know, that's just the way it goes. So I went to Pinstripe Alley to look at this day in Yankees history, and I was reminded that 12 years ago today, the Yankees traded for Ivan Rodriguez. Now, I have a funny story, which I will tell because I have time to do this. I went to L.A. in 2004 as my friend's plus one on her business trip. She worked as a media buyer, and one of the stations out there flew her and a bunch of other media buyers out to LA to show them around town, take them to an Angels game. And I didn't realize that as her plus one, I would also have all of my stuff paid for me. I did not pay for one thing that entire trip. I tried to buy sunscreen at the hotel store and the guy who arranged the trip, the salesperson from New York, who flew everyone out there, ran in and said, no, 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 we're going to expense it. I'm like, but I'm not part of I'm her date essentially they're like no no no, you don't have to pay so it was I'd never experienced anything like that in my life and it was great um I accompanied her to a lunch at the Ivy the Ivy okay if you're older and remember the mid-2000s when paparazzi would hang out at this restaurant in LA to try and find Paris Hilton and all those types of people and there was a white picket fence that was the Ivy. And of course, the day that we went to the Ivy, not one famous person was there. But my friend had like a $26 hamburger at the Ivy. And this was in 2004. So I can't even imagine how much things are these days. But anyway, we went to an Angels Tigers game. We sat in the station's dugout level box. And if you've watched Yankee games against the Angels in Anaheim, you will notice that there's usually a man directly behind home plate standing there with his arms crossed watching the game. That is usually Scott Boris. That is his firm's suite right behind home plate. The television station suite was right next door. So we shared a walkway and Scott Boris happened to be at that game. And at one point, while the Angels were up, someone hit a pop fly foul back, like straight back, to where we were. And for some reason, the net that went up and the net that went across to protect the people from uh, behind home plate in the regular seats didn't meet. There was a space. And I saw this ball coming, and I ran back toward the indoor part of the suite and kind of hovered with my hands above my head in the stairway and Yvonne Rodriguez ran back to see if he could catch the ball and he stopped at the net saw me and snickered at me so that was my Yvonne Rodriguez experience I don't have good hand-eye coordination I'm nearly blind in one of my eyes and I just envisioned this ball smacking me in the head luckily it didn't in a few moments I'm going to talk to you about Another team that's been impacted by the Marlins' COVID-19 outbreak. But first, start your morning with the news that matters in just 10 minutes. Axios Today host Nala Boodoo and a team of award-winning journalists will bring you the latest analysis and insight into the trends shaping our world. And speaking of trends, CBD is a big trend. And it doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, 
or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters the most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. I just realized I forgot to tell you guys Cole's final line. He pitched six and two-thirds. He gave up three runs on four hits. He walked two, struck out seven, gave up that home run to uh, Dwight Smith Jr. in the seventh inning. I told you all yesterday that he was going to be able to, or be allowed to pitch in the 100-pitch range. He ended up throwing 102 pitches, and he finished with 69 strikes. Nice. Asher Wojciechowski picked up the loss for the Orioles. He lasted five innings, gave up five runs on four hits, four of them earned. He walked two. He struck out seven as well, but he gave up three home runs. I already told you about Judge and LeMayhew's home runs, but Aaron Hicks joined the party last night, also against Asher Wojciechowski. Tonight's matchup in Camden Yards is Jay Happ against John Means. This will be Happ's debut for 2020, and he had a rough time against the Orioles last season, which is odd to think about because the Yankees beat up on them so much, but in five starts, he had a 6.85 ERA in 22 and one-third innings. He allowed seven home runs, which was the most that he allowed against any opponent last season. As for Means, he was a rookie all-star in 2019, and he actually was supposed to be the Orioles opening day starter, but he missed that start with arm fatigue. So this will be his debut for 2020. He went 12 and 11 with a 3.06 ERA last season. So to get you caught up on all the COVID-19 stuff, at least 15 Marlins players and two coaches tested positive for COVID-19. Now they're saying that a clubhouse attendant and a coach For the Philadelphia Phillies tested positive for COVID-19, which means the Phillies will not play at all this weekend, which now means the Blue Jays won't be playing at all. And the Blue Jays, who don't really have a home (laughs) in 2020, I mean, sure, they said that Buffalo will be their home, but they really have nowhere to go for this weekend. They're going to ask the Nationals for permission to stay in Nationals Park this weekend and work out. This is a mess. Oh, and this also affects the Yankees because they had their four games against the Phillies canceled this week. They were looking to make them up next week, and now that's up in the air. So again, as I said, I think it was yesterday's show, all the days are running together. Five teams were impacted by the Marlins COVID-19 outbreak. The Marlins themselves, the Phillies, the Yankees, the Orioles, the Washington Nationals. Now the Blue Jays are impacted and the Tampa Bay Rays are going to be impacted along with the Yankees because now when the Yankees are trying to make up all these games, they may have to play a double header against Tampa 
I believe next weekend, not this coming weekend, because the Red Sox will be in New York. It is just an absolute shit show. I saw someone joke on Twitter that the Yankees will probably end up playing only about 11 games this season, but still win the AL East because their winning percentage will be so good. But this is really not a good thing. It's not a good thing for the Marlins, obviously, with all those guys testing positive. It's not a good thing for the Phillies to know that the Marlins spread their illness to their club. It's not good for any of the teams that came in contact with those two teams. It's just, it's spreading. And as I've said a million times, the situation is fluid. It changes at every moment. And because this is an airborne illness, it just, uh, why did they start the season? They shouldn't have started the season. Christy Ackert of the Daily News tweeted about an hour ago, talked with an umpire who said crew that worked the Phillies Marlins series are so far so good so that MLB handled protocol exactly as laid out in guidelines. That crew has not been on a series since, thank goodness. Brendan Cuddy of NJ.com tweeted, This MLB season feels like when they were trying to outrun the cold in the day after tomorrow. You can't outrun the cold. MLB wants to outrun the coronavirus. And I know everyone's excited to have baseball back. I'm excited to have baseball back. I like watching it and talking about it. And, you know, baseball being back helps me out a lot. It helps all of us out a lot. But as I said 8,000 times before the season started, I didn't think it was right for them to start unless it was absolutely sure or until they were absolutely sure that everyone could be safe. And it's apparent that not everyone can be safe. It doesn't matter how many players they have on the roster. They could have a 500-player roster. It's not good if any of them test positive. The other day, Rob Manfred said that the outbreak among the Marlins isn't a nightmare scenario. Well, Mr. Manfred, you now have one-sixth of the league affected by the Marlins outbreak. Is this a nightmare scenario, or are you going to wait until all 30 teams are affected by this? Before I go, I'd like to mention the uh, Joe Kelly suspension because he got suspended for his shenanigans the other night in Houston. MLB suspended him eight games. Eight games. He had no control. There was really only one pitch that he should have been in trouble for, and that was the pitch against Bregman. And what I find remarkable about this is current players and former players who didn't play for the Astros in 2017 are railing against MLB for suspending him for eight games, which eight games in a season this long works out to about 22 games in a regular season. So they're railing against him being suspended for that long and none of the Astros getting in trouble for anything that they did in 2017. Phil Hughes even changed his Twitter profile picture to Joe Kelly pouting in Carlos Correa's direction. So not only is the COVID-19 outbreak a big mess for Rob Manfred, but the way that they're going about disciplining people is also a big mess for Rob Manfred. I believe the Astros-Dodgers game went off without incident last night, other than the fact that they were tied going into the 10th inning, so they had to have the extra inning rule go on. And the Dodgers won thanks to a two-run home run hit in the top of the 10th inning. After the game, the reporters asked Dusty Baker about the 10th inning and why he didn't have anyone bunt. And he basically was like, well, the Dodgers didn't bunt and we didn't bunt, so nobody bunted. 
Now, I'm assuming everyone else was like me when they heard that they were going to implement this extra inning rule. I just assumed that every team would bunt. And that's not happening so far. I've already voiced my opinion about that rule. I don't like it. And as I said in other episodes of the show, I hope that the Yankees win all of their games in nine innings so we don't have to see what happens (laughs) in the tenth inning when the Yankees either are the home team and have to watch the opponent start off with a runner on second. I mean, I'm sure that I'll like the rule if it favors the Yankees in a game, but right now I don't like it. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can subscribe to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Yankees. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. Enjoy your Thursday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow.